0: Good evening and welcome to this week's edition of Editing Aloud. My name is Ron Derby, standing for Peter Bruce. Uh, I guess the big story of the week, uh, starting with Yulokanyo, is the State of the Nation tomorrow. What's your expectations from the second sona from uh, Cyril Ramaphosa? Yeah, it's amazing on how quickly a year has yep. gone, mm-hmm. so we,
1: now this is the second one, obviously the big, the irony is that some of the big issues are still the same big issues that were the big issues last year, <laughs> this time last yeah. year, you know, yeah. if you think about it, for like, this time last year we had a new board at ESCOM, Yep. and now this year the president is going to talk about a, a, a new plan or a new dawn for ESCOM. Yeah. And But it seems like we've had to wait really for a year for, for the crisis to really hit to the point where like now we actually think this thing could collapse at any moment. So hopefully we'll have a bit more substance this time. Mm. And I suppose the criticism will always be like, you know, some of the stuff he's going to mention tomorrow yeah. Stuff you mentioned last year, for example, he made a big deal last year about the visa, yes. about visas making yes. ease of entry into yes. the country, the yeah. you know, whole traveling thing with children. Yeah. None of that has actually changed. Yeah. So, like I was saying to somebody, it would be quite funny if you, if you have a copy and paste of that same promise on those issues. Yeah. So, there's an element, I mean, look, as he was saying in the mining in Dubai, mm-hmm. it looks like he's really ready for action. Yeah. But then, a lot of these things are not actually not going to be new things, think that they're things that were promised. 12 months ago. Yeah. So let's hopefully this time around, he can convince the country that we actually can move on.
0: Siko, I mean, in the past couple of weeks, there's been all this almost building up to a big announcement with regards to ESCOM. I mean, that's the biggest fiscal risk for the country, for the state. Do you, I mean, there's always been talk about a breakup of ESCOM. Do you see any big announcement with regards to ESCOM tomorrow? Because it can't be saying, as, as it kind of says, more of the same. We're the There has to be some big structural shift when it comes to ESCOM. What do you foresee? The, the government, certainly the African
2: National Congress government is not known for big action. It is definitely known for big promises. So we'll, we'll have those big promises again tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. And then yeah. the uh, damp script of, of an announcement. Um, Look,
0: be fair, but there is a, there's be something. The uh, they, are, they
2: are comrades. The yeah. people who put Cyril Ramaphosa in, in the union buildings mm. have already uh, the NUM and, and 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 NUMSA, uh, the the largest trade unions at ESCOM, mm. they are already planning a protest for next week, protesting against a break up of ESCOM. Yeah. Uh, they, they, now, mind you, they are not yet protesting against privatisation of ESCOM. Yeah. They are protesting against a break up. So Cyril will say, we will, again. Uh, we will break ESCOM into two, the mm. distribution and generation yes.
0: uh, company. No longer three, three is three off the table, wasn't it? Uh, it's,
2: it's now two. The, now the two. panel
0: has recommended that
2: uh, someone will, uh, one company will, will, will uh, own the, the grid infrastructure, the transmission yes. and, and distribution. Mm. Then one company will really own the power stations and generate the electricity. So the, the, there will still be another system uh, they they must pass a law in parliament by the way to mm. do all of this mm. uh there must there mu- must still be another uh, third company that will own distribution in which then they can introduce the 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 the, the intermediary that will sell electricity because then private so ismo uh, what what was that ismo What's yes ISMO, yes, yes independent system uh, exactly independent system market mm. operator yeah that will uh, then uh, will be an independent company that will own uh, will buy the electricity from ASCOM, the generator, and from the other power uh, producers, and distribute it into the system. Mm. All of that was what Alec Aaron, remember him? Yeah, 2001. Oh, yes. Trade yes. and industry, way industry way minister 20. way back before many people in this studio were born. <laughs> uh, they were talking exactly...
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> same plan. Yeah,
2: That big promise.
0: But that oh, was what, when privatization was... I mean, the whole purpose of DPE was to sell off uh, some of the state assets. That was the the story then, right?
2: Did anyone come back and say we're not doing it anymore?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, so what do you you expect, uh, Warren, with regards to Sona tomorrow?
2: Yeah,
3: certainly we, as I think Lukanya has pointed out, uh, we need to see concrete uh, things. Uh, We talk a great, I think we talk a lot in this country Hmm. about uh, the way things should be and there's uh, a lot of ideas i mean we've still got that national development plan mm. that uh, somehow is supposed to be the blueprint uh, for the country moving forward so uh, perhaps what i'd like to see from the president is a bit of guidance as to if that's still valid mm. is is the ndp that we invested so much time and energy drafting going to be used or we're we going to put that on the bookshelf with the skis and let it uh, gather dust and gear and all the other economic plans that came before it, um, or are we actually going to put it to work? So, uh, very difficult situation
0: like, given the fiscus and the state of the fiscus at the moment. But clearly, you can't fault this country for at least thinking. I mean, we always come with these plans where, and so on. But uh, I mean, how uh,
2: useful uh, is that thinking when it translates to absolutely nothing on the ground? The people need jobs, yes. real jobs. Mm-hmm. Investors need to be allowed to get on with it. Uh, we, we keep thinking and making these beautiful plans, uh, like Warren has pointed the Askisa, and uh, mm. you, you'll, run, you'll run out of space there, trying to put all these plans on your fit them all in your paper, nothing on the ground.
0: Mm. But always shifting sides, like economy shift. Yeah. But I want to talk about this past year, we're talking about now, Sona being copy and paste, but in the past year, there's been all these commissions, all that have come out, all these fallouts has happened. When it comes to focus on exposing, at least, I mean, in terms of arresting people, we still... Well, today there was some excitement over Greece being arrested. But there is... There's exposure, at least, mm-hmm. of what's been happening for the past nine years. And it's almost like a, we, we discussed in the nine years. And there's... So there has been some movement with regards to what he promised then. So at least there's exposure of it. We, we, we want... I mean, per uh,
1: NPA to be working and mm-hmm. so on. I mean, when it comes to the to the commissions, I'm probably less pessimistic than other people. Like, yes. I probably take the same view as you. Yes. I mean, like, I, I think it's I mean, it's quite a unique democracy that mm-hmm. sort of allowed itself to be opened up like that and yeah. have all these skeletons come out at yeah. the same time over a certain period. I mean, sometimes we act as if we're the only country in the world that's got corruption. Yeah. And but when, when we're, we're far from that. I yeah. mean, I mean, I can't imagine even developed countries, let alone yeah. like developing countries, having especially these kind, these kind of elections. commissions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially. <laughs> we, for the, the election, eh? I mean, I mean, I, I think that like, I mean, it's an opportunity for the country in a way, sort of to cleanse itself. It's almost like an unof- unofficial truth called tr- TRC, in, TRC in, in, yes, in, a, in a way. Yes. And yes. some people, may, we might have arguments about the value or non-value of these things. But for me, the fact that these things are coming out in the open is, is a really testimony to our democracy. And, and obviously, like it would be good if. There's a follow-up, and then mm. people actually are held to account. And and there's no reason to think they won't be, mm. but I think we have to be patient. I mean, you said that these institutions were destroyed. I mean, yeah. the NPA is just being rebuilt.
0: Yes, now SARS is being
1: right. rebuilt. Yes, all I of them are like, rebuilt. I mean, like, in fairness to, to Ronald Post, I mean, we talk about him like, being all talk. But mm. but when you actually sit back and soberly look at what he, what is happening, what, what has happened in a, in, a, in about a year, less than a year, mm. I mean, there's actually been quite an impressive list of achievements, you know.
0: Ziko, I know you, you were the first when it came to Commission, We had this argument about the value of them. Uh, they, have been, they have revealed a lot about the inner workings of the state and the ANC over the past year. Definitely. Yeah.
2: We, we agree on that. We now know, uh, well, we have to tell ourselves on the back as journalists as a start. They had no choice but to follow through. Uh, so they, they have d- indeed done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and all of this is now a, a, a testimony under oath. The key question is after you've known all of this truth, la- just like we knew all of the truth about the Truth Commission, mm. what then? Now, don't you get excited? Let me remind you. So, today, Angelo Agrizi and uh, six people yes. have been arrested. Mm. Exactly zettl- a, zettl- a old year old NPA. ago, yes. on this date, yep. last year, mm. down the road here at the Gupta compound. Mm. They came and raided the home, and the people at Estina Ars- at Dere were arrested. How many are on trial today?
0: Yep. Exactly zero are
2: mm-hmm. on trial today. So carry on, carry on. But excited. there's a, okay.
0: no, but it is a new NPA head who started her job this week. New so it's, NPA. A, a, it's kind of a,
2: a one person makes it a new NPA, just, like one sorrow makes summer. Okay.
0: The reason why they, uh, we don't want to go next to me, we'd have, we'd have an argument, but <laughs> <laughs> with regards to the Pope Protector, there was Turima Doncella who was a fire, and, and she really carried this country forward. They changed heads, and uh, that office is dead. So it, it, one person can change an organization, and the whole culture and how it's dra- driven. So I would disagree with you there. Please, pl-
2: let me allow, uh, agree with you then. One person, Cyril yes. Ramaphosa, has come in and changed things. Now we know the truth. Uh, there were arrests and nobody no is being prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Today, Shamila Pahwad Batohi is on her fourth day in the office. Yep. Uh, uh, there's been arrests. Talk to me next year, this time.
0: Okay, no, we will talk to you. Warren, what do you say the past year? I mean, you, you were an re- investigative financial reporter. PIC has been in the news. The big board fallout with it. An inquiry started again over the past year. What's your take of the whole... I mean, unraveling of the ugliness of the state of us. Basically.
3: Yeah, it's the that uh, that uh, tweet or the comments I think by President Ramaphosa about a wasted nine years, yeah. and certainly I think if you look across uh, the commissions of inquiry that mm. are looking into how the uh, NPA was decimated under President Zuma's tenure, mm. uh, but we also saw I think 2018 was really the year we saw private sector corruption. Yeah. Uh, w- once we realised that the NPA. Uh, had been eviscerated, it let not only the criminals in the public service, but uh, across the private spectrum uh, operate uh, without uh, any sort of uh, worry, and uh, clearly uh, the fact that Marcus Just is still living a happy life down in the Cape uh, without even the need to flee the country is indicative of just how unworried uh, a man with his resources is when it comes to being prosecuted by uh, our crimes. Uh, on, the, on the other side, we saw the right. resilience the stable.
2: People without resources are not worried about being prosecuted <laughs> in this country. Yeah. that's just the fact of the matter.
3: Exactly, mm. and the same applied, you know, with with more lower level investigations mm. by regulatory agencies like mm. the Financial Services uh, Commission. They've been looking into resilient for a year now. Yeah, uh, mm. and we haven't heard anything on the outcome. So, uh, it is a massive. Task, I think the likes of Shamila batoy mm-hmm. as well as the executives at SARS mm-hmm. have in rebuilding the country's capacity
0: to prosecute crime. What do you think about uh, the, these five countries, our biggest trading partners coming out, our, our, I don't know, a memo or whatever came out in Sunday Times over the past week, mm-hmm. and them urging us, to urging the country to deal with uh, the, this corruption? I, know, perception case. I mean, you, you know, yeah. the,
1: there is a bit of controversy about this yes. memo, or what it, whether it actually was a memo, mm. or, or mm. whether it was aimed at, yeah. or whether it was just like talking points. Yes. But I suppose that I mean, maybe we can forget about the memo itself yeah. and mm. talk about the issues. Mm. I mean, the, the issues, like, I don't think very few people would like, disagree with them. I mean, mm. they're talking about you know, policy certainty, like mm. rule of law, and mm. these kind of things. Mm. And I doubt anybody here or in government
0: would disagree. Is there any way an intrusion <laughs> on our sovereignty as a country? Do you think them voicing this on that platform? I mean, from what I can gather, they were asked for their opinions. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so is, it's from is. what I can gather, this is a consultation. Yes. Where
1: you, you asked me for your opinion, because is. we were preparing for the investment summit, mm. how do we create an environment. environment and then, and then you as a friend answers. and then you as a friend you gave me an answer mm. and then somehow then a year later and it becomes controversial mm. <laughs> so it's, it's a bit confusing. Cyril
2: has been asking for advice on how to fix this country yeah. and friends of this country have given him that advice indeed uh, now does he not like the advice that he's getting
0: yeah perhaps it is it is like I mean, it's a, it's a local domestic issue, and so maybe there's all the certainty with the ANC being told what to do from external. Well,
2: systems. this country has always lived on foreign direct investment. Yeah. And and, uh, and, and, and those ambassadors, those countries represent the biggest investors in this country. If they are to invest, exactly, there must be the rule of law. And we've been hopping on about this for the past three years on this show. Uh, I'm sure if we were in charge of this country, kind of things, would have been better.
0: Ho ho. Okay. This week also quite a busy week in Cape Town. There's the mining interview there where Ramaphosa, alongside Gwede Mantashe, had to reassure investors that this is the place to mine. How do you think the feedback has been going? You've been covering it. Uh, look it to on you. Maybe I could. You know what? The thing that just just from
1: following is from here. It was quite interesting that, that actually the biggest talking point there was not a mining company at all. Mm. The biggest talking point there has been ESCOM. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm. I mean, like, if you had any doubts about the kind of dangers that ESCOM holds for the economy, I think you had like Anglos, Makatufani there saying this is our biggest risk in this country. Mm. I mean, you've had. You know, this happens at the time when ESCOM is trying to impose even bigger increases on it. Yeah. I, think, I think they're asking for some, something like 17%, and mm. 15 and 15%. So I, I think if you compound that, it's like something, another 50% or something over the next three years, mm. and you had mine, the mining industry body say this will totally destroy the, the sector, 150,000 yeah. jobs. It puts us into context. You now, we have this debate about Escom. It has 50,000 workers. How much of those can we cut? Can mm. we afford to cut any of those? Yeah. But in the meantime, we never really talk about the, 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 the wider repercussions yep. of doing nothing. So 150,000 jobs in mining seemingly don't mean anything, whereas mm. maybe like 15,000 at ESCOM mean the world. <laughs> so exactly. I think this is one of the things that that, 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 that that has come up from that, from those discussions that, that need to be taken seriously. Mm. I mean, even all this talk about restructuring, about Eskom, unless you're going to tell us more about this. But they haven't even gone to those points. And so it's hard to see how.
0: We don't feel like uh, this, the mining industry kind of holds uh, the a c- a c- country to a hostage. SICO, you, do you think Eskom's tariffs are too low for, t- for it to be sustainable business right now? It's, it's like as hard as it is to say, given our poor economic performance, but do you think their tariffs are too low to fund its uh. infrastructure, uh, drive and maintenance and the I rest of the line? what
2: costs are too high?
0: Are too high. Yeah. And what are those costs? Those costs, what, what is those costs cost? one is corruption. Okay, minus, okay, we know the corruption uh, uh, deal. What are ESCOM's costs? ESCOM employs
2: 16,000 more people than it should, producing exactly the same amount of power 31,000 people produced in 2007. Mm. So what are the fifteen? And I'm not talking about the people building power stations. Mm. Those are outside of the utility. They are contractors. Mm. Uh, they are not in the 46,000 people that work there. What are the 16,000 people doing if 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 they are producing exactly the same amount of power ESCOM produced uh, in 2007. So, that's the start. And of course, ESCOM is the only buyer of coal in this country. If you're not going to sell up coal to ESCOM, you've got to put it on a train down to the coast and, and outside of South Africa. Not many miners can do that. So, it buys about uh, 80, 60 billion rand worth of coal every year. No competition, yet the prices keep increasing at about Sixteen, eighteen. Well, it's more lucrative
0: a year. to go outside, right? It's to, more lucrative to, to go to go so outside, mm.
2: but not. Uh, but ESCOM has got long-term contracts mm. first that supply the bulk of the of, of the of the fuel. Then uh, it's got short-term suppliers who can really be pressed on price because they've got no one else to sell it to. If 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 you don't want to sell to ESCOM then you'll have to build a railway line to your mine aside in and take it to, uh, to Richard's pay for export, yet the costs keep increasing at about three so you times say the rate there of there are two inflation.
0: things to ESCOMs help. They need to cut staff, as you say, 16000 yes. and they need to deal with coal prices. Definitely. Those that, and this is why the mining doubled.
3: And they need a commission of inquiry into what's happened at Medupi and Kisili, because mm. we've learned that the, the costs, which I believe uh, across the two of them have at least doubled from mm. the initial expectation. They're now talking about 8 billion Rand just to fix what's already been built. Yeah. So that's risen from 1.5 2 billion Rand at the end of last year to, to 8 billion Rand now. Uh, you have to think they're probably going to raise that again. So we're looking mm-hmm. at 10 billion Rand's worth of work well, or more to well, go back and fix what's already been built.
2: There's, there's really low hanging fruit there. We don't need another commission, we need arrests. Uh, if anyone needs to know what who needs to be arrested, go read Business Day and Financial Mail over the past three years. So that, 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 that's the thing. But at the mining in Daba, what Cyril did raise and Gwadi Mantasha was guys, we will give you the certainty in terms of our mining law, we'll separate uh, the, 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 the oil uh, and, and the, 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 the fuels economy out of, of mining and we, we will create uh, the, uh, an environment that can allow you to invest the, the trade may have lost, uh, left the station already. Though all the major uh, gold mining companies mm. have less, uh, left South Africa. But because, it is
0: a but it is a sunset industry, I, I'm, I'm regardless of ESCOM's uh, tariffs. We, we, gold mining is. We must all we, we, come to that. Degree.
2: We, we've definitely
0: uh, mined it out.
2: No, no, not necessarily mined it out. But we really, through uncertainty and through uh, uh, the the disastrous tenure of Zizwan and Jacob Zuma, we really have what was left of the mine. Think of of, of, the, of the icons of mining, the biggest mines in the world. We're here in South Africa. Anglo Gold Ashanti has no operations in this country. Right. Uh, you, you've got gold fields with just a single operation. Uh, the, the only company I'd, that has been sticking mm. to South Africa and pure gold play, mm. Harmony.
0: Uh, the rest
2: are not investing here.
0: And gold fields with uh, uh, South Deep. Oh, well, uh, g- good luck to you. which hasn't quite reached its promise so, all so these years later. W-
2: what Cyril and, and, and Gwede and Mantasha are trying to do is claw back uh, uh, South Africa's stature and allow people to again start putting money into mining in South Africa, which at the moment is not happening. And, and you cannot uh, you cannot fault the mining companies for doing that. Mm. You had a, a question as to whether How mining much, is, yes. ho- is, is holding this country to ransom. Yes. This country this country is holding mining to ransom.
0: But you know, as, as much as we talk about mining in Dabbe and now political uncertainty, but over the past 10 years, commodity prices have been... Underperforming, mm-hmm. so as much almost it's justification for not further in, There's not, there's no money going in, in in any case in mining globally. Uh, as much uh, so there was my argument whether we almost held to ransom by a mining industry, which doesn't have a market to invest in any case. There's no one putting money in I've any mining company globally, right? so Except for... Uh, maybe, maybe we shouldn't reduce this yes. to mining. I mean, this is industry across the board. Mm.
1: This is I means manufacturers are yes. also suffering. So yeah. it's not just a case of... It's just because maybe there's a mining in Daba that we're talking about mining yeah. industry, but yes. but manufacturers across the country, like, like and all sorts of businesses, yes, yes. that say they say we can't afford this. So yes. I mean, I mean was made, made, made a big point in saying, Actually, not only with with with, with this with, with this increases put like uh, unbearable strain on the rest of the economy. Yes. They will actually destroy ESCOM itself. Mm. You know they don't, they don't, that well, whole concept of, of a death spiral. Yeah. Because then people like you who can afford to pay are gonna be like, I can't no. uh, pay this. I'm just gonna go, go put stuff like uh, and it's and go, go off the grid off the completely. You know. It's just, so so you so you have then you have fewer customers, mm. and then you want to charge those customers more. And then what happens? The more of them leave. So, so, so in the end, yeah. you're actually destroying yourself. You know, you're not actually building a sustainable So
0: fundamentally, the only fix to ESCOM is is that uh, structural, the breakup of ESCOM and to get for foreign, foreign shareholders to get invested in ESCOM. That's like having this discussion with you guys, just kind of points to that the only solution here is for foreign uh, for money need the uh,
2: discipline of uh, private investors who, who will, will put demand money a return yes. yes they'll put money there and demand a return and to get a proper return on your investment you have to get the governance right you have to get the operations right you've got the cost right mm. uh, of course you will get to that after dealing with the big uh, elephant in the room 420 billion rand of debt Yes. That 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 you need to settle. Yes. Cyril Ramaphosa is going to uh, to to make a, a comment or Tito the following week yes. uh, about whether or not, well, where they will find the 100 billion rand that Eskom needs immediately. Yes. I've been harping on on this show about how much cash. We need to put into ESCOM. Yeah. That question has to be answered in the State of the Nation address and in the budget.
0: Which brings us to, I guess, to, I mean, going into election season, we know the unions are against anything with regards to ESCOM. Unfortunately, this whole show is in is, is, is a virgin ESCOM in Mining and Dava. EFF manifesto. I mean, the political contestation will the EFF be happy with a breakup of ESCOM? But just have you guys followed what uh, Julius and, and his band of brothers have been saying over the past weekend? I think, yeah, Ron, mm. I think uh, just briefly, I haven't studied the, yeah.
3: the manifesto in detail, but it's, uh, it's quite fantastical how they've made promises that there's just no basis mm. in reality of being able to sustain. So besides nationalizing land, uh, as well as half the industry, including mining, uh, they want the economy to grow at 6% within a year. Mm. Uh, as well as being able to disperse almost unlimited amount of funds to students that want to uh, study further advice. without raising said, taxes without raising taxes no, no plan around no how plan this is how going to be paid revenue for revenue source now
2: they they specifically said they will raise taxes on private companies uh, julius didn't say to what extent will he increase the taxes uh, so, so as to pay uh, he's got he's got this whole thing figured out in his mind. Everyone has got a minimum wage. Like, the, forget the the, the three thousand rands that mm-hmm. I was talking about. Uh, the, mi- the barest minimum wage will be four thousand five hundred rands. And 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 there you go. Uh, he, he he dreams on. But you you need not worry about that stuff. What you do need to worry about, uh, we led with we lead with this in business day on Monday. Nationalisation of of land. The EFF wants outright nationalization and there will be no private ownership. The ANC has agreed to a very uh, strict expropriation without compensation. Where the AFF matters is that it will come in with, let's give it the 11% all the pollsters are giving it. Mm. ANC coming in at just under 60%. The only way the ANC will get a two-thirds majority to amend the Constitution will be mm. to get the FF's vote. The yeah. DA has already said it's not supporting any amendment to the Constitution. So the FF and, and, and ANC have to agree uh, on, on a position. You want outright nationalization. We will qualify nationalization. Can we talk? Mm. That's the only thing that will be implemented out of the EFF's manifesto. Of course, it's a good uh, 168 pages of documents, yeah. including gems such as uh, we will, as the EFF, uh, increase the budget uh, of, of this country to 2 trillion rand by 2017.
0: What? wait, 2017. Oh, okay, a mistake. copy... Come on, a, a of an exact let's be kind copy, to them. An it's
2: exact like, copy yes, from yes. the 2014 manifesto yeah. And just put it there and nobody bothered no to read bothered it. one bothered to like read yes. that part. So they will increase the economy and borrow <laughs> and everything you. by you 2017. <laughs> We will manage it will take on this, yeah,
0: on this manifesto. Yeah, back to I guess it's the this manifesto yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. It's what back
1: is to, the, back to the future, then, <laughs> I suppose. But, <laughs> yeah. but then, as, as say, I said, mean, I think the most important thing is, that is the whole land issue. I suppose, I mean, you mean you are assuming that the ANC is committed to the expropriation. So, like you say, if it got 55, that it mm. would feel compelled to get into alliance or some kind of the AFF to get to get to The,
2: the point mortality. is, it's what a parliamentary process. Yeah. Now, yeah. in parliament, there is a process to amend the constitution. Mm. So, the, the, that and that will be resolved by a vote of a two-thirds majority. Mm. That's where the, the discussion will have mm. to happen.
1: I mean, it would be interesting as well. Like, I mean, I think for, for investors and for landowners, for the whole country, because there's an impact on everybody, is yeah, is how far the ANC then could be pushed out of its like, existing stance. Mm. Because obviously the AFF is like where the ANC stands now It's not going to be good enough for the AFF. Yeah. So then the question is if the ANC does need those AFF voters, and how far will it move? So, so to create
2: a... A lot of uncertainty. Uh, for. Cle- cleverly, the whole thing will be delayed, uh, the, the process in parliament, until after the election, mm. when, the, when the ANC when will clear. be under no pressure. Uh, he, 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 at this point, you won't come in, in parliament and say, no, we're not nationalising. But after the election, you can.
0: Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on about this discussion about nationalisation of land. Unfortunately, our, our time is up. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Good Good, good night.